When we talk about hormones, we're talking about the lock and key. It has to fit like a lock and key fashion. And when we talk about natural progesterone, it resembles our body's natural chemistry, hormonal pathway, versus synthetic hormones, which is Provera, a progestin. If you look at the molecular structure between the left and the right, you notice the difference. Dr. Nick Delgado here with Dr. Kathleen Garinger. This is our podcast and webinar series specifically going towards the facts about your hormone levels. We're talking about progesterone, a very important hormone, particularly we think of women. We're going to briefly allude to the interest in men as well. But progesterone deficiency, what is going on? Why is it called the mood stabilizer? Well, progesterone is needed to keep us women nice and calm. I love it. I love it. I've met a few calm women in my life. Oh, I bet. And others not so calm. <laughs> oh, boy. So where is progesterone produced exactly, Dr. Well, Kathleen it's produced Garrison? in the ovaries and also in your adrenal glands. And it actually regulates our monthly menstrual cycle. Well, it prepares the body for conception and pregnancy. Plays, Plays a huge role in helping the body's sleep cycle. And it helps with anxiety and has a calming effect. And it actually protects our body from uterine cancer. It prevents breast carcinoma. Prevents osteoporosis. Which is bone loss, effectively, right? Of course. But I don't yeah. think by itself progesterone does that. There's a lot of evidence you need growth hormone, you need testosterone. Some had thought estrogen was the big uh, factor in uh, prevention of osteoporosis, right? Yes, absolutely. And again, when we talk about hormones, we're talking about the whole unit, not just one particular hormones. When we talk about hormones, we want to balance the whole entire system. Well, and it also is known that progesterone helps prevent fibrocystic disease. And these fibrocystic diseases, uh, essentially, uh, in, in terms of the body overall, I mean, its main site of action is where in the body? Actually, it actually protects against our cardiovascular diseases as well. Did okay. you know that? Uh, Isn't it, that amazing? I, I'm wondering in what aspect, because I'm thinking that progesterone also converts into cortisol, and cortisol ha plays a role in helping with stress management. Uh, but maybe it's the calming effect uh, that, that we're looking at, right? With yes, cardiovascular absolutely. disease. absolutely, yes. And, you know, again, fibrocystic disease, we're thinking about things that also relate to estrogen dominance. And the fact that progesterone mm -hmm. tends to help I've seen many authors and educators say that progesterone was the be-all and, and solution to estrogen dominance, when in reality, I don't think by itself it solves the problem. I think you have to deal with estrogen dominance as it is and also supply sufficient progesterone so the body can function in balance with estrogen, true? Absolutely, because when we balance hormones, everything has to be balanced. It's not just one versus the other. And there's always going to be this debate because Big Pharma has led people to think that all progesterones are uh, produced uh, equally, that synthetic is just as good as natural. And the only reason they're creating synthetic progesterones, they can't patent it, they want to regulate it, and mm -hmm. it's a multi-billion dollar industry. So what does the synthetic have over natural or, more importantly, does natural meet the need that individuals have and how can we utilize natural progesterone moving forward to help men and women. Exactly, when we talk about hormones, we're talking about the lock and key. It has to fit like a lock and key fashion. And when we talk about natural progesterone, 
it resembles our body's natural chemistry, hormonal pathway, versus synthetic hormones, which is Provera or progestin. If you look at the molecular structure between the left and the right, you notice the right. difference. Well, I think, again, because the pharmaceutical companies have gotten such an inroad into all of the, the world in terms of hormone replacement, when people hear Provera, they go, oh, okay, that's progesterone, that's good for you, but is that natural? No, it, it's biochemically different than what the body produces in terms of progesterone. So this uh, medroxyprogesterone acetate, which is essentially the drug term named Provera, yeah. is, as you can see, chemically different in its structure, in its molecular structure, and that means it may function differently in the body, and it does, too. Yes, it does, and that's where, all, when you read about all the side effects comes from, because, again, it's synthetic. That means it does not re resembles your body's biochemistry. And I, I do want to add that sometimes we can s imply that the whole issue between hormones is synthetic and natural. And it's so easy to say natural is always the safest. But I think natural, we have to recognize, is a potent hormone of any type, and it has to be modified. And that's where oh, you absolutely. and I are big believers in the necessity to understand how hormones metabolize, what herbs modify, meaning helps them to usher through proper safe pathways. That makes even natural uh, hormones essentially a much safer platform and definitely far safer than synthetic. And I would go so far as to say that we need that balance and that's the beginning of the balance. So there are foods that support healthy hormones and what are those kind of foods that are gonna support detox and nutrification? Oh, of course, we can talk about beets, we can talk about Brussels sprouts, or even sprouts in general. I mean, they're full of phytonutrients for our body. Fantastic. So our hormonal balance certainly uh, plays a big role in terms of our diet, our lifestyle, our exercise. And there are pictures and classic images of deficiencies that we see in women, and we can see the, the, the different areas of what if a woman is overweight and what is going on with her progesterone? Is it deficient? Is that one of the causes of her overweight uh, situation? Uh, does she have swollen uh, thighs and hands? Uh, is there swollen legs and ankles, swollen feet? Again, all part of physical signs of progesterone deficiency. And what about uh, nervous behaviors or irritability or aggressiveness, sharp verbal retorts? And the face can have a reddish face, uh, a swollen face, and certainly um, we can have uh, enlarged breast tissue, painful breasts, and uh, upon palpitation, and breast fibrocystic at palpitation. So bloated belly, painful abdomen. Again, the list is pretty extensive, but we can do a simple ultrasound, find out and establish these breast cysts, ovarian cysts. We can evaluate endometriosis, fibroids, endometrial uh, hyperplasia. And the, the key is that, again, these are very similar to the problems that we see in estrogen dominance, right? Yes, very similar. So when we're looking at these factors, what is it we need to do is get a test. What are the best tests to evaluate progesterone levels? Can you evaluate it from saliva, blood, and urine, all three? I, I like to look at the serum testing, but I okay. know that you're able to look through saliva to see the um, progesterone. I know that you're strong in saliva testing. Uh, you know urine. what? Saliva is only, it gives you a good ballpark exactly. where you're at. Ultimately, I'm going to go to uh, personally, the 24-hour urine test, it gives mm -hmm. the total metabolites for progesterone. And it's not just called progesterone when you're doing 24-hour uh, metabolites. No, 
it, it's got a different name uh, and you need to look up and you'll be advised as you look at the charts and the pathways. But uh, blood is what the standard was done, so mm -hmm. it's important to also evaluate blood. But I wouldn't leave it at just blood. I would look at urine. Saliva is just kind of a quick peek at where you're at because it's kind of all over the place since the concentrations of progesterone don't show up very clearly in most saliva tests. Exactly and for our young adults a lot of times anxiety is a big issue if they really have anxiety or if they have a lot of PMS mood swings that's a progesterone deficiency. And you know I, I think about it too uh, the fact that some people have these emotional issues and they think, oh, I better take Ambien or Adderall or Prozac or Xanax, mm -hmm. but it really could very well be a progesterone issue, right? Yes, absolutely. So develop a baseline, find out where you're at and then figure out where the deficiency is and we have to measure and then we have a plan, like a, a solution for you to figure out what needs to be done. And isn't it possible that progesterone can also help with the sleep cycles? Oh, absolutely. That's the first thing that we try to balance your sleep cycle. Sleeping is so important. That's when your body is able to regenerate. That's when your body is able to rest and, and your body is able to feel good and have that stamina and that energy that lasts you all day long. Be well, be fair in the case of ladies. But guys, what about progesterone? Let's take a quick look. Uh, there are some issues and uh, one of my colleagues had has produced and done a good job in this particular textbook. I'll, I'll give reference here. Uh, Atlas of Endocrinological uh, for Hormone Therapy, Endocrinology that is. And uh, we're looking at, uh, for progesterone excess in men, uh, a physical appearance of tired, sleepy, drowsy, uh, lower mood, wrinkled, uh, behavior just too calm, interesting, right? Mm -hmm. When you have too high of progesterone levels. Yes. And it's a sign of low aldosterone, uh, easier, uh, easier wrinkling in the face, the eyes sunken, eyes deep in the orbit, uh, foggy, uh, absent-minded look, crow's feet uh, wrinkles, and eye uh, at the eye cornea, right? So we're looking also at the lower blood pressure in, in the levels. So uh, excessive progesterone treatment, overdose, uh, these complaints can come about. Uh, sleepiness, as we mentioned, feeling mm -hmm. heavy and drowsy. Uh, vertigo, interesting. Faint feeling, low blood pressure, fatigue. And so after several days to several weeks, uh, if a man is taking say a progesterone cream because mm -hmm. some of the guys are using that uh, to, to use that for the kind of the conversion they're hoping to uh, minimize as a um, uh, modulator in uh, prostate health and overall. Uh, but uh, after several weeks of uh, therapy of excess progesterone, it can cause a partial loss of sex drive. Uh, and of course, uh, partial total sexual in, in, impotency. So uh, you don't want to have excess levels. Uh, if a man is using progesterone as a replacement to kind of support the cortisol and the cascade and the overall balance, because men do have progesterone as well, mm -hmm. maybe using a little bit of cream once a week because it is fat soluble, it can be retained in the uh -huh. body, and you don't have to have a big buildup, just enough for the body to kind of function properly. And if in doubt, get these tests done. Find out where you are and what are, where all the different metabolites are, right? Exactly, establish a baseline. I mean, you have to create this check and balance system. I mean, for our practice, our clinic, you might feel absolutely amazing, but I kind of want to see it as well. Right, and so, uh, and, and then back to in summary, men who have a deficient uh, pro uh, progesterone deficiency, uh, they might be tense, nervous behavior, anxiety, 
lack of inner peace, especially in the evenings, and superficial nervous sleep. So it, it certainly uh, plays a role there. Gynecomastia, which is uh, man boobs, uh, mm -hmm. this, this can be a result of progesterone deficiency. But I'm going to go back to, you still have to deal with that estrogen dominant issue. You yes, have to clear absolutely. those estrogen toxins, mm -hmm. and that means there's DIM, indole-3-carbinol, there's certain uh, dietary improvements and things. But um, I wouldn't overlook the progesterone as well, because you yeah. would need a little bit, not much, and that might help to balance. Uh, things out. So uh, redu reduce urine flow, need more time to urinate, uh, mm -hmm. prostate infections, lower fertility, lower sperm uh, motility, uh, and again, all related to uh, progesterone deficiency. Now you have it, guys and gals, uh, we're on to the next segment, but I wanted you to be clear that this is one of the other, what we sometimes call the sex hormones yes. that plays a role in overall balance for healthy men and women. So stay tuned to our next segment and please share the segment and make sure your doctor hears about this information because we have ongoing clinical courses and training to help you and your doctor to be healthy and well and live a longer, better, healthier life. Thank you. Be well and be strong. Bye-bye. Bye. Please give us a review on iTunes and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EsterBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.